Welcome to Punditocracy, Lawrence.com's politics and culture talk show. I'm Gavin, and hey, remember the good old days of comedy? When wrinkled borscht belt hacks and cheap tuxedos belittled minorities and women? Those glorious salad days of rimshot-ready one-liners, gin-soaked toupees, and Shecky Green? Well, Neil Hamburger remembers. And he's keeping that tradition alive whether you want him to or not. He's a painful virtuoso of bad timing, wildly inappropriate humor, and sweat-soaked comb-overs. If you see this human train wreck in person, prepare to wince at mucus-dripping zingers involving Courtney Love, feces, and a cruel sadistic god. Hamburger, who denies being the meta-comedy alter-ego of California-based musician-slash-writer Greg Turkington, has toured the globe with acts such as Tenacious D, released eight comedy albums, and starred in two DVDs, the latest of which is Neil Hamburger, the world's funny man. This anti-hero of uncomfortable stand-up joined us from Australia to chat about his performance at the Jackpot Saloon on April 25th. So, grab a highball of gin, heighten your embarrassment threshold, and enjoy Punditocracy's special presentation of Neil Hamburger, the bile of a clown. Get this party started. <laughs> All the way from Australia, Neil Hamburger, the world's funny man. Thank you very much for joining us here at Lawrence.com. Well, I'm very, very happy to be here on Lawrence.com. Also, uh, it's a little bit drafty. <laughs> How so? Well, you know, there's there's a there's a draft in this in this building. Ah, uh, do you think it's just uh, the fact? Is it an Australian draft, or is it just like uh, shoddy craftsmanship? Oh no, it's craftsmanship. real sunny here. Oh really? It wasn't until I answered the phone that uh, the draft picked up. So I'm assuming it's from your internet site. You might want to get that checked for viruses. <laughs> we will do this. We'll get our webmaster on that. Um, good, good. But I uh, wanted to ask you how the Australian tour is going, and um, is it true what they say that you're the Jerry Lewis of Australia? Well, not not financially. I would say I'm not the Jerry Lewis of any place, uh, in that my income is uh, pretty much down to a few coins and a few uh, stray uh, pizza crusts. <laughs> However, if if you were to measure a man's success by the number of people who laughed their fool heads right off, we definitely have got some of that going on down here in Australia on this tour. And uh, we did a show in Tasmania on uh, Saturday night. Wow. Had a couple of guys whose uh, sides split from laughter, had to get some stitches done, <laughs> and we're off to Sydney for this weekend, and hopefully the same thing will happen, and they've got free medical care here, uh, which is great for me, because when the people laugh so hard that they injure themselves, uh, I don't end up being sued, as <laughs> is the case in America. Um, does that free health care down there ever come in handy if you're maybe assaulted by an audience member? Well, that doesn't really happen. You know, that's strictly something you'll see in cartoons. <laughs> um, but, and let's talk about your title of World's Funny Man. Uh, you were originally America's Funny Man and uh, were then promoted to World's Funny Man. Do you consider yourself a sort of international ambassador of comedy? I sure hope so. I mean, let's face it, America's Funny Man, World's Funny Man... Those are gimmicks, you know, mm-hmm. strictly gimmicks. There is no actual uh, swearing-in ceremony for those titles. 
But on the other hand, I don't think you'll find too many comedians from America who have come down to Australia and done 14 tours and played every state in this country. I have played in New Zealand. I have played in Ireland. I have played in Canada and England and every place where a laugh is needed and where the language uh, English is spoken and a few places where it isn't spoken. So I'm definitely trying to get that international thing going. You know, there are five billion people on Earth. And if I could perform to even one-third of those, uh, I probably will make enough money uh, to pay off some of the debt I have uh, to some of these uh, lawyers and ex-wives. <laughs> um, and that is very noble of you to try to spread your message around the globe. Um, and with this sort of great diplomatic power, this uh, this diplomacy of laughter that you're spreading, um, it comes great responsibility. Um, do you think that if the United Nations called upon you to negotiate a peace in Iraq, uh, you would, in fact, dispatch yourself there to try to solve this mess in the Middle East? Oh, definitely. Anything that pays. <laughs> uh, have you played in the Middle East before? Going there. I, could, I could really use the, the cash on that one, you know? <laughs> Yeah, I'm not even sure what sort of currency Iraq uses. Um, but It's got to be better than what I've got. <laughs> well, while we're on the topic of foreign policy, um, what are your thoughts on the American president, George W. Bush? Does, is that something that you have to uh, explain when you're abroad, considering you are um, originally America's funny man? Do you have to uh, perhaps shoulder the burden of George W. Bush's uh, international foreign policy? Well, I hate to say it, but uh, as much as these people down here just love uh, love Americans in general, uh, they don't they don't seem to love our president. Mm-hmm. That is that is the truth. I, I've heard quite a lot of flack about that. Fortunately, it, it has not led to any uh, anybody boycotting my show, or canceling my show, refusing to see me because uh, last time I checked, I was not employed by the Bush administration. <laughs> and uh, therefore should not be uh, receiving the criticism aimed towards them. Mm-hmm. Although, i got to say, I have been doing some stuff with Fox News lately, so maybe uh, maybe I will get lumped in with that whole gang, you know? <laughs> Are you hobnobbing with Sean Hannity and uh, Bill O'Reilly? No, fortunately I'm not uh, hobnobbing with those guys. But uh, I've been doing some stuff on a show called Red Eye, which is on late at night on Fox News. They're bringing me in as an expert commentator, showing uh, how desperate they are over there, because uh, I certainly am not an expert uh, <laughs> on these things I'm commentating on. But on the other hand, you know, they send out a nice car and a nice driver and, uh, let me say, horrifically mean things about, uh, you know, Britney Spears or whomever on uh, national TV, and you can't argue with that opportunity. Absolutely not. Um but we, we we're talking about George W. Bush's image abroad. And, and speaking of alcoholics, um, you're often, when you're on stage, holding three or four cocktails simultaneously. And it's, it's quite the juggling act. Um, do you think you might have a drinking problem? No, I, uh, that, I choked on a pretzel. <laughs> I don't have any drinking problem. <laughs> also, like uh, our our great president, George W. Bush. I do have a drinking problem in that uh, a lot of these venues I'm playing at, unfortunately, are unwilling to give me any free drinks. 
and uh, that is a problem. <laughs> that is very much a problem. Um, yeah, but and I mean, when you're spending more on drinks than you're getting paid for the show, that's that is a major problem. That's true. That that doesn't add up. Uh, I don't. I don't think too many people have had that uh, situation, other than maybe Dean Martin. But uh, you know. Then it's like you're getting paid five hundred grand for a show and spending five hundred and ten grand on drinks. So <laughs> that's on a whole other level than me, you know, where you're talking more. Uh, you're still dealing with coins. <laughs> um, you can save some of that for the nickel slots afterwards. Um, exactly. Yeah, um, but an- another one of your your topics, aside from drinking, is uh, venereal disease. And uh, speaking of which, Larry Burkhead was just announced as the father of Anna Nicole Smith's baby today. I, I'd like yeah, to know... Because the, the warts matched up, the venereal warts, <laughs> um, all over the poor baby's head, matched up with the venereal warts found all over uh, Larry Burkhead's scrotum, so that's how they made the match. <laughs> Deduction. Um, and what, what are your thoughts on uh, the Anna Nicole Smith saga in general? Well, I think it's just distracting from some of the the real news. You know, there's people people suffering all over this world. There are real issues uh, that this is taking attention away from, such as, for instance, Britney Spears' rehab, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. And so I think they need to get a little bit more focused on things that really matter. Uh, and, and, you know, such there may, there may be a Spice Girls reunion this year. You know, these are international things that mean something, and... Uh, I don't like being distracted with these trivial stories, uh, such as the Anna Nicole Smith circus. Mm-hmm. And um, taking your advice, let's let's tackle these these hard hitting issues. And since you are a seasoned showbiz veteran, uh, what advice would you have for Britney Spears, uh, seeing as she seems to be going through a, a bit of a rough spot right now? I think she needs to hire a bricklayer to uh, brick up her mouth <laughs> so she can't sing anymore. You know. <laughs> get some cement and some some of those miniature bricks, you know, the ones I'm talking about? Yeah, yeah. And then I think she needs to uh, take some of the money that she's earned over the years for some of her horrible singing and uh, buy a rocket ship and uh, shoot herself directly to the moon. Because we're tired of, of what she's done down here, which is to demoralize uh, not only the teen teenagers mm-hmm. who are innocent, but also people such as the troops over in Iraq who have had to listen to some of her awful music that's piped in down there, mm-hmm. and some of the senior citizens that have to hear this stuff when they're shopping in the supermarkets, and people that have paid good money to watch her rotten show. Mm-hmm. These people have all uh, left with broken hearts, and I think it's time that she leaves uh, our planet uh, with a broken mouth. <laughs> well, not necessarily broken, but bricked up in any case. Sure. And uh, maybe she can, uh, you know, eke out a new career amongst the moon people. But uh, we've had enough of her here. <laughs> and uh, let's talk about another one of uh, America's great exports, Michael Jackson. Uh, he's trying to stage a bit of a career comeback. Um, well, what are your thoughts on Michael Jackson? Well, I, you know, I, I, I think that a lot of these, uh, these children are wise to him, you know. So he may not have the success that he has had in the past, uh, sexually speaking. Mm -hmm. As for his music, the man hasn't had a hit in years. And the hits that he did have in the last few years were rotten to the core. 
So I think what he needs to do is, uh, once again, see if he can get a slot on that rocket ship to the moon that Britney Spears is uh, booking out. Maybe she can cut him a deal, because I know he lost a lot of money uh, with the legal woes that he had. <laughs> and uh, and maybe he can sell off the, you know, sell the Beatles catalog to uh, Pringles or somebody like that that could make good use of it. Right, right. And get the hell out of here. Leave the, leave the stages to people like me uh, who are struggling and underpaid, you know? Mm-hmm. Do you think that Michael Jackson would voluntarily get on a rocket ship with somebody who isn't a small boy? Well, you know, if he gets the, if he sells the Beatles catalog to Pringles, because I think those songs would work in a lot of uh, potato chip ads. You know, Pringles has the sour cream and onion chips and the barbecue and all that stuff, so you got to... Beatles song for every one of those varieties, <laughs> and uh, so he gets that money. He can buy three or four of these kids, you know, right? Get right. them up on the rocket ship. Maybe bring uh, bring a couple of real infants, you know, so that they eventually grow to you know a more mature age. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's not, uh, you know, I, I don't think he's interested in molesting the, the three-month-old babies, but they will eventually grow into eleven-year-olds, and, sure. and then, of course. Uh, you know, he's free to do what he wants on the moon where they don't have any laws. Very true. I mean, and that's exactly what the man is looking for. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and, and, if, may, and maybe Brittany can use the opportunity to learn how to be a good mother to these kids because she has failed with these two little uh, the K-fed kids, you know, <laughs> who are right now uh, screaming their fool heads off in misery because they have been neglected. And, uh, you know... When their dad comes by, he plays his rotten CD to them, so they've got to listen to that. Mm-hmm. And then when mom comes by, she's so stoned on LSD and date rape drugs and who knows what else that uh, you wouldn't want to you wouldn't want any of her breast milk, if you know what I'm saying. Absolutely, absolutely. Um, but you, you will be bringing this this wisdom, this insight. You are uh, an observational comic, and those are some great observations. But you're bringing it back to the states. Uh, this is. You know, I haven't even gotten into any jokes. This is just stuff I read in the newspaper today. <laughs> exactly. The best social critics are stand-up comics, and I think you're proving that uh, that axiom right now. I'm doing the best I can. And you're doing a hell of a job, I might add. Uh, Thank you. Yes. Uh, but, but, yeah, you are coming back to the States, and, and uh, you will be bringing your, yourself and your laughter uh, to Lawrence, Kansas. And, and you know what is amazing? Has there ever been... In the history of uh, this planet, uh, an act who did a show in Sydney, Australia, then their very next show was in Lawrence, Kansas. I'm hard-pressed to think of any. <laughs> and I mean, that is a commute. That, that is a hell of a commute. Uh, what is the time difference right now? It's the morning here. It's uh, nearly 11 a.m. Wow, that must be early for you. Very early, because we have late-night shows, especially out here where they drink themselves into oblivion, you know? <laughs> Uh, and we do appreciate you taking some time out of your morning and speaking with us. And we are we are honored that you will be coming to Lawrence, Kansas. Have you been to Lawrence before? Yeah, I've done a couple of shows there, but it's been way too long, you know, because the people there are such good people and such warm-hearted people. And to have neglected them for as many years as I have, which I believe is probably four years at this point, three or four years, mm. That is a shame, and I should probably do some time in prison over that one. <laughs> but we're trying to rectify it by coming back and putting on the show of a lifetime, direct from Australia, stages to the stages of Lawrence. 
and we'll have Plesiosaur with us, and they always put on a, a terrific show. So this should be the show of the year. Mm-hmm. So please come out. Please tell everyone to come out. We are desperate here. <laughs> Uh, I don't think you'll have any problem filling that venue because uh, it's uh, it, it is a crime that we have been deprived you Neil Hamburger and Plesiosaur for so long. So it's it's going yeah, to I mean, be. I mean, Vanilla Ice has been there three times since the last time I was there. You know, you the people are suffering. <laughs> and you will be the sweet balm on our open wounds. Um, Good. Yes. Yes. How many how many times can you see Limp Biscuit come into Lawrence? You know, and the guy can't even. Get a belt. His pants are falling down. <laughs> you know, what a slob. And uh, I've got a tuxedo. This is a whole other class of act. This is know? Yes, this is a class act, and uh, we need you to class this joint up, and uh, we are very, very appreciative of it. Um, what, what are your thoughts on performing in Kansas at large? Well, I wish I could do more of it. You know, the only, uh, the only town there I've ever played is Lawrence, and I know you've got to... At least two dozen other cities in Kansas. <laughs> Something so, like that. I mean, unless they all blew away, uh, you know, with a tornado and that type of thing. But I, I, checking the news, I haven't seen anything about that. So I would like to do an entire Kansas tour if I could. 365 shows in 322 days. That would be my idea of fun. Then <laughs> uh, that would uh, that would color Kansas pink. Um, but since you are an international icon. Um, for some reason, and this is one of the great mysteries of show business, you haven't developed as fanatical a following in the States as you have in Canada or Australia. Uh, why do you think that is? Well, I think people have a lot of problems over there, you know? Mm-hmm. A lot of tears are being shed. People are walking around carrying the weight of the world on their shoulders. And also, they're all stoned on LSD or Campbell soup, you know. <laughs> and uh, so they, you know, they don't know what's good for them. Hopefully, we can turn the pages on this. I've done thousands of shows in America, and I would certainly like to be better uh, compensated for my hard work and get more people out there laughing their fool heads off and having the time of their lives. And we're doing everything we can to make that dream a reality. But uh, some dreams just don't come true, you know. Right. Uh, but let's let's focus on you conquering America one city at a time. And uh, what better place to start than here in Lawrence? Um, so I guess where it all start? That's the birthplace of the atomic bomb, if I'm not uh, mistaken. Uh, there are a lot of irradiated mutants around. I don't know if it's that uh, necessarily for that, but um, oh, you're thinking of the day after? I think the movie about the nuclear holocaust. I don't even know what I'm thinking of. I'm just. Uh, you know, let's face it. I'm I'm very exhausted. <laughs> uh, but let's try to let's try to motivate the audience to going to go see Neil Hamburger on April 25th at the Jackpot Saloon with Plesiosaur. Uh What should we, as an audience, expect when we go to see you perform? Uh, is it even the time? Even know what day the show is? Is it the 25th? It is the 25th. Okay. Well, you should expect, uh, you know, a few salty type of jokes. By salty, I mean. Uh, adults-only type mm-hmm. of humor, mm-hmm. you know. And uh, I will be providing those jokes uh, during the course of my set, which uh, touches on, you know, some of the themes and jokes from my many albums. I believe we've got uh, nine nine albums out now, a couple of DVDs. We just did a big tour with Tenacious D. Uh, I did 26 shows with them all over the world, and we uh, 
compiled the best moments from that tour and put that out as a new CD called Hot February Night, mm -hmm. which we will be selling there. It's a limited edition sort of thing. So that covers my act. Then you got Please You Shore. This guy comes out in every costume known to man. I believe there's 170 costume changes during his set. He's got a CD and a DVD out through Comedy Central. And the man is very, very funny. And it is a show you will not want to miss uh, if you like uh, great songs and great laughs and great friends. And I do believe this lounge is one of the greatest places to meet new friends. In fact, we had uh, a young couple who met uh, at one of my shows in Lawrence, the first show I ever did there, and they since have gotten married. And uh, that union is going strong. So Aww. good things can happen to people that come out to the shows there. Absolutely. Well, I think that's a, that is a perfect and fitting note to end on. And uh, just like to thank you once again, Neil Hamburger, who will be performing at the Jackpot Saloon on April 25th, along with Plesiosaur. Thank you so much for getting up in the wee hours of the Australian morning and joining us here at Lawrence.com. Well, thank you very much, my friend. You should really see it here. There are kangaroos hopping around uh, in, into the traffic, which is really tragic. <laughs> and they also make uh, kangaroo pet food here which is something you would never think to do, but uh, that's what they do here. It's a, it's a bizarre word. It's the land of Oz. It is. <laughs> and maybe that's what this is about, is going from uh, Oz, Australia, to uh, the filming site of The Wizard of Oz, which was, of course, the Jackpot Lounge, where <laughs> they actually shot the Wizard of Oz movie. Yeah, and they're very proud of that, that fine uh, cinematic are. history. Uh, well, thank you so much, Neil Hamburger, and uh, have a very good day. Thank you. You too. We'd like to again thank Neil Hamburger for joining us here at Lawrence.com, and we join him in hoping that Larry Burkhead's DNA and genital warts will not be spread to other children. Thank you, everyone, for joining us here at Punditocracy's special presentation of Neil Hamburger, The Bile of a Clown. Email us at poundingthepundit at yahoo.com, leave comments at lawrence.com, and leave vulgar photos at www.myspace.com backslash punditocracy. You have been listening to Punditocracy. I have been Gavin. Bye-bye.